Welcome to Breaking Through, the podcast that explores the breakthroughs we're making every day at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. I'm Madeline Bell, the hospital's president and CEO. Today's episode is part of my new podcast miniseries, The Breakthrough Chronicles. In this series, patients and their families will be sharing stories about their experiences at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, which we often refer to as CHOP. They will also be sharing their breakthrough moments. I'm excited to speak with them and introduce them to you. My guests today are Emily Whitehead and her father, Tom. In 2012, when she was six years old, Emily became the first pediatric patient to receive an innovative cell therapy for relapsed leukemia. This treatment, called CAR T-cell therapy, uses the body's own immune cells to destroy cancer cells. It was developed at CHOP and Penn Medicine, and it saved Emily's life. Our team at CHOP has now treated more than 440 patients with CAR T-cell therapy, more than any other pediatric cancer program in the world. Emily is now 17, and in May 2022, she celebrated 10 years cancer-free. Emily and Tom, welcome to Breaking Through. So Tom, let's begin with you. Tell us the story of what brought you to CHOP. Yeah, so, you know, when Emily, just after she turned five years old, she was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and we did the first 16 to 18 months of treatment at our local hospital. And then when standard treatment failed her twice, when 90% of the patients that are treated with ALL, it usually works, we were running out of options. So when that happened, we came to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia for a second opinion. We were told at our local hospital to enjoy the days you have left with her, and there was no more options. And when I paged down to CHOP, they told us that the CAR T-cell trial had just opened yesterday and that she could become the first child in the world to receive the treatment. So again, one of the best moves we ever made was transferring down on March 1st of 2012 and putting her care with Dr. Stephen Grupp. So when you think about that time, what are some of the moments that you remember most from Emily's time in the hospital? Yeah, so, you know, after Emily received her final dose of the cells, um, she became very ill very quickly, and we ended up going to the intensive care unit And what we found out was those CAR T cells can kill cancer so fast. And Emily had three and a half pounds or more of her body weight was cancer. So with one CAR T cell being able to kill a thousand tumor cells, it completely overwhelmed her system. And then, you know, the intensive care unit had to intervene and put her into an induced coma to give her body a chance to catch up with all of that cancer dying so they could get rid of it. So as she went through that, the team worked round the clock to come up with a solution to slow that storm down. And, you know, one morning, Dr. Grupp came through the door and said, you know, we really didn't think Emily might survive last night, but we have this new arthritis drug called tocilizumab that may shut down one of the proteins in her system that is so far off the charts, we can't even measure it. It's never been used in a cancer patient, but our team came up with a science reason that it might help her. And once they gave that to Emily, that saved her life. And and we heard people in the hallway saying within hours that we've never seen a child this sick get better any faster. And that's when the word miracle was starting to be used by even nurses. So, yeah, that uh, she went through a, a rough time. Uh, now we felt it was meant to be because it led to uh, this becoming an FDA-approved new way to fight cancer and created the fourth pillar for fighting cancer where you had 
chemotherapy, surgery, and radiation, and now you have training in the immune system. And uh, we've heard many times from many different institutions that if Emily didn't survive that night, that uh, none of this revolution would be going on. So we're just very thankful that she made it through that storm and that the team uh, didn't get any sleep during that time, and they kept working around the clock until they solved the problem. So take us to the day that she was discharged from the hospital after all that you just described she went (laughs) through. What were you feeling that time? It was really exciting for us. And um, I tell people it just felt like we could finally rest. We drove out of the hospital June 1st. So we transferred down March 1st and took her home cancer-free on June 1st. Um, We drove home here to Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania. And, you know, leaving the hospital that day, I I just felt like she had a new lease on life and that we were going to make every day count from that day forward. And that's what we've tried to do. And also, we talked about it even on the way home that uh, once Emily got better, we were going to try to pay it forward and help other patients uh, find this type of treatment whenever standard cancer treatment isn't working for them. So it's been more than <laughs> 10 years since you were discharged and Emily received her CAR T cells. What kind of care did Emily receive over this past 10 years? That's been really incredible, too. You know, we're 10 years since she spent a night in the hospital, and since then, she really um, has to get blood checks maybe every six months, and we come down to the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia once a year for survivorship clinic, but she literally went back to being a normal kid and and putting cancer behind her and leading a normal life, and and we tell people now, you know, unless you recognize her from the media, uh, you can't tell she ever had any kind of cancer treatment as a young child, and that is what a cure looks like to parents. In 2015, you and your wife, Carrie, started the Emily Whitehead Foundation to fund innovative cancer research, including research at CHOP. We're so grateful for your support. So tell us the motivating factor behind that. Emily came home on June 1st of 12, and then that December is when her story was written about, and her picture was put on the cover of the New York Times, and that brought worldwide media coverage to us overnight and to your hospital, which was well-deserved. But along with all the media attention came calls to our family from parents from all over the world that said, uh, we're being sent home at hospice, and, and we need hope. And that, you know, hearing from all of those uh, families and wanting to help them find that hope and find a trial when normal treatment isn't working is is the main thing that led us to start in the Emily Whitehead Foundation. And we wanted to make sure that, you know, money being raised with Emily's name and likeness was going to go towards these new pediatric immunotherapy cancer treatments and less toxic ways to get better. And uh, we've been a part of helping over 400 families get into CAR T-cell somewhere in the world. So we're very proud of that as well. You should be absolutely proud. 400 families, that's really remarkable, really remarkable. Thank you. So I'm going to turn to Emily now. So Emily, you're up now. This is what I've been waiting for. (laughs) I mean, it's great to talk to your dad, but it's even better to hear from you. What are your most vivid memories from visiting CHOP? My most vivid memories are probably of CHOP's child life specialist and walking into the atrium and looking up and being able to see the offices that my child life specialists were working in. That was always a very vivid memory for me. And I will never forget the art and music therapy that CHOP offers as well. It was really amazing. 
I can't wait to tell them that. They're going to be so happy to hear that. And now 10 years later, there's a lot of time that has passed. So tell us a little bit about the things that you like to do. Yeah, since I got out of the hospital, again, back to the art and music, that's always been a huge part of my life and it stayed a part of my life. Uh, Today, I really love photography and I've also had an interest in environmental science. So I'm currently applying to college for that and I'm looking forward to that as well. But besides that, I just love doing all different kinds of art and hanging out with my Chihuahua Luna. (laughs) Environmental science, that sounds really wonderful. And it sounds like you understand science a lot, probably from what you've been through. The doctors here are really studying the cells of patients like you who responded so dramatically to the CAR T-cell therapy. And they're using what they learned from you and other patients to help more patients. So in essence, patients like you have become teachers and they're contributing so much to our research here. How does it feel to be part of that? It feels really amazing to be a part of something like that, especially being able to advocate for these less toxic treatments that are really being pioneered at CHOP. That's very special to me. And having the ability to share the information with families so that they can get their kids out of the hospitals is what is the most important thing. So when you think about your future, which is now so bright after you've celebrated your 10-year cancer-free milestone. What are your hopes for the future? I hope that in the future, I'll, of course, be in college and still learning, but also that my advocacy work will stay a part of my life and that I can continue to spread awareness of CAR T-cell therapy in my future as well. So what advice would you give to other children and their families that are going through cancer? And maybe, Emily, we'll start with you and then hear from your dad. I always tell children who are fighting cancer to always keep fighting and to keep believing in yourself and that you're also your own best advocate and that staying positive can really make a difference. And Tom? We tell parents that you have to do as much research as you can and then really trust your instincts because that is really what led to us having a good outcome. There was times whenever the the science and And that looked pretty bleak for Emily, but we just, again, uh, staying positive was huge for me. I was the positive and hopes out of it, and my wife, Carrie, was the research and science part of it. But we would always just discuss that and and talk, and she would bring the research to the table, and we'd make a decision together, and then just we just trusted our instincts. And I think uh, at the end, Dr. June told me that he could count six decisions that we made during that time that led us down to CHOP at the right time. And he said, every one of those decisions you guys made saved her life. So that's why, uh, for me, I've told people that I believe at that time I witnessed a miracle. But I still have parents calling me from the ICUs from all over the world, even today, that say, you know, how did you stay sane during that time? And and I tell them, you know, we have a, we have a group of parents that have lived through CAR-T that you have access to on a private Facebook group, and you just have to trust the teams, work with the teams you're there at the hospital with, and again, trust your instincts and um, and just never give up. I always like to close by asking my guests about their personal breakthroughs. So Emily, I want to start with you. Could you tell me about your biggest breakthrough moment? That's a hard question. My breakthrough moment would probably be whenever I was old enough to realize the impact that our story has on other people. Whenever I was younger, I understood that what had happened was important and that CAR T-cell therapy was important. 
But now that I'm older and I've been able to meet patients from all over the world, I've seen just how big of a difference that treatments like CAR-T can make and how important it is to spread awareness of them. Tom, how about you? For me, the breakthrough moment would be when Dr. Grupp called me and told me that the treatment had worked. We went through so much stress during that time, and then to have him call and, and say what you went through was actually worth it and that it saved Emily's life. And I told him after that, after we got home, when you save a child's life, you actually save the entire family. So for, for me, that's what changed our entire lives, and, and it also made me realize how important it would be to try to pay it forward and help many other families have the outcome that we've had. So that's the path we've walked ever since. That's really terrific. Well, Emily and Tom Whitehead, thank you so much for joining me. And I have to say, Emily, you know, I remember seeing you not long after your treatment, and you've grown into such an amazing young woman, and it's really nice to see that. We don't get to see success stories all the time, and this is a really big success story, so it's it's just wonderful to see you. To learn more about how you can be part of tomorrow's breakthroughs at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, please visit chop.edu slash giving. At CHOP, we make breakthroughs every day. I'm Madeline Bell. Thank you for listening.